Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. <laughs> This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Doug, what's up, my friend? Oh, you know, you know, I was uh, mad at mm-hmm, Apple mm-hmm. on the last yeah. episode, <laughs> and now I'm kind of mad at Microsoft <laughs> a little bit too. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, let's hear it. so. <laughs> I, I'm having some issues with my Surface Pro 4, and it was a little okay. bit of a risk when I invested in it in the first place, but I've had to replace that. I just, I, I wanted to try it out. It looked like a, a cool new piece of tech and uh, got it about a couple of years ago. It burned you. It really did. <laughs> I've had to, I've had that's to, why you're so cynical. I've had to switch it out a couple of times, and it's out of warranty, and it has a hardware issue, and I went to the Microsoft store here in town, and... Uh, the, it's it's going to be way too much to replace it, so I'm I'm kind of in a corner. But the funny thing was, when I went to the store, there was no one in there, not a soul. I was the only one, and the guy was like, "All right, well, let's uh, let's get you set up with an appointment." He's like, "My next Doug, is it? It's it was seven oh six p.m." He's like, "My next appointment seven fifteen, but I think we can get you in sooner." And as soon as he hits the appointment button, he goes, "Well, look at that, we've got someone open right now." I'm like, "What do you know?" <laughs> if you'll just walk over there to this table, someone will be with you right away. You know what's so funny absurd. about the Microsoft Store? Uh, one one time, my my mother in law, uh, God bless her soul, uh, took her iPad into the Microsoft Store, and uh, and 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 I think they just looked at her like, "Ma'am, um, we would love <laughs> to help you out here." And I bet I can. I bet I can fix your Wi-Fi issue, but you're gonna have to take a few more steps down the hall. <laughs> I imagine if I had ten minutes. I could fix your <laughs> Wi-Fi issue, um, but I'm legally obligated not to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Use our promo code LOHORNETS on the free SeatGeek app and get $20 off your first purchase. Let's start with some workout news. Better late than never. The Hornets have scheduled their first draft workout of the summer, and it's today. In a few hours, in fact, I'll be stepping out to go cover the first few players they will take a look at, including Kadeem Allen out of Arizona, Wake Forest's Austin Arians, uh, Notre Dame's VJ Beecham, Davidson guard Jack Gibbs, Mangok Mathiang, I hope I yep. got that right, a shot blocking big from Australia by way of the University of Louisville. And you remember him from the NCAA tournament as, oh my lord, who is that big dude, Presmek Karnowski? He comes in at 7'1 and 300 pounds. What do we think about this Woo. lineup, David? Uh, and that's my guy from Gonzaga, right? Yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah, the other guy from Gonzaga. Um, yeah. So this the rings starter. To yeah, me, Karnowski was the starter, right? But Zach right. Collins this, is the guy getting all the draft buzz. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's all about potential. You know that. Um, 
So these are guys, Doug, that are definitely not in play for the first round pick. Uh, we would say that with a pretty pretty high level or of a pick at all. I think a lot of these yeah, guys, I, I haven't all. seen any of these players mocked out in in any kind of second round scenario. Yeah, so where they may fit in is what is something we haven't talked a lot about in these uh, these new like uh, G League, excuse me, uh, two way contracts. I mean, some of these guys may fit into that. I don't know about your thoughts on that, but like that gives teams another opportunity to add two more guys uh, that they can basically, you know, they would they would they would own their contracts right, and they could send them up and down. Um, but that's something new this year. We haven't dove a lot into that, but that's some of these guys could be. You know, possible uh, uh, candidates for for those two way contracts. I would think. Yeah, I think people saw the list of names, and this kind of happens every summer. And they go, yeah. "Wait, where are all the big name guys? Where? Why aren't they working out Justin Jackson and Monk and Donovan Mitchell Pulse. and Dennis Smith? Lonzo where's Ball. yeah? Where's Ball? Where's Lonzo <laughs> Ball? Well, first of all, if if they are projected to go higher than eleventh in, in any in any mock draft, or they've been told by their agent that they will go higher than 11th, then they're not going to Charlotte. Like you're not going to go somewhere lower than you work out. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to work out. Um, This whole deal is all about positioning. So that's the first thing. Uh, But so that's where a guy like Dennis Smith is, is most likely not going to work out in Charlotte. But second of all, the Hornets traditionally begin with some second round or undrafted prospects. In 2016, right. they had Adam Smith from Georgia Tech, uh, Diamond Stone, Tim Quarterman. And then uh, 2015, day one, there was Kendall Gray, J.J. O'Brien, D.J. Newbill, Antonio Robinson, James Sinclair, and then Ralston Turner, who ended up on the Greensboro Swarm roster uh, at one point. So, uh, they usually bring in like a local guy or two, and Kadeem Allen is from Wilmington. So this lineup makes complete sense to me if you kind of look back on the past couple of first day. And they'll they'll yeah. most likely have, I think they had six in 2016. I don't know how many they'll have this season because they are getting started about a week later than they normally do in these workouts, which is interesting. But uh, I, I, I don't know. There will be some names that come out, though, for sure. Some bigger names that, I think that so. come out to work out. Yeah. But also I would say that, um, you know, should a guy fall like a Dennis Smith? I mean, this is not necessarily an indication that the Hornets would or would not take anyone, right? Like they're going to take, I don't think not working out for the Hornets is not going to dissuade them from grabbing some money. Did Frank work out? I don't for think the so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. I look back at, cause I was looking back to pull those names of the first day guys and, I did not see Frank anywhere on their on the workout list. Now I could yeah. that is unconfirmed, but I'm I'm almost I, I don't think he did, but but yeah. Well I, I don't think Vonley. I'm 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 almost certain uh no Vonley didn't because he slid as well. But uh, again, don't quote us on that, but I'm just saying the Hornets have I, I think if they had somebody slide doesn't necessarily mean they wouldn't draft him just because you know, they didn't work out here. Yeah, and you never know with these players. I mean, it might not even be about this season because Trevion Graham worked out for the Hornets in 2015. So scouts mm. will get the the team scouts, the the player operations people will get a look at these guys and and then decide, you know, they'll, they'll have some reports. And that way, maybe two seasons from now, when they're looking for guys to fill that swarm roster or maybe someone to come in and be a practice squad player they'll give these guys a call. So that's why all yeah. of these workouts, no matter if players are due to be drafted in the first, second, or not drafted at all, are important for these players because you are auditioning for you know a future part 
essentially. Right. Um, um, yeah, yeah. One last thing on these workouts, Doug. I mean, we're starting to get a lot of buzz around these workouts because they're heating up and like the canard thing happened when uh, Rich Cho was in New York to scout him at his pro day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that generate, like we, we talked about it, like that shoots him right up to uh, the Hornets and, and the Draft Express mock draft. But if you think about it, like you, sh they should, that's where they should be. <laughs> I mean, they should be a Luke Kennard pro day. They should be looking at any of these guys that they can, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean obviously they're going to pick him, but if you're a Hornets fan, you want them to be at these pro days, checking these guys out like a Luke Kennard. Um, I mean, you'd be disappointed if they weren't. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch as you know, these workouts come through who starts moving up and who starts moving down. But um, stuff like that. I mean, I, I would be disappointed if, if, if Joe or someone hadn't seen Luke Kennard shoot and shoot, shoot. Well, he did. David, you know what I'm disappointed by hmm. the state of buying tickets online for sports and concerts. Uh, it's a, it's a it. disappointing thing because it's been confusing for a long time. It's always been difficult to find <clears throat> the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. And the problem is none of the older ticket sites want to do anything about it. They don't want to change anything. But SeatGeek, my friends, is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and a website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. The app, it's going to tell you where the best deals are by searching a variety of ticket sites, saving you time and money. And I just used it to get some Charlotte Knights tickets. Went out and saw the Knights play last night. They didn't win. Nice. They didn't win. It was a 4-3. to three. It was a close game. But the point is, I got my tickets. Uh, I got my tickets quick. I got them for the best price, and I used the app, and they scanned it right there at the gate. Here's the Ooh. best part: our listeners get a twenty dollars rebate off their first purchase. To get your twenty dollars rebate on tickets, here's what you have to do: download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. Then you enter our promo code L O Hornets. That's L O Hornets. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHORNETS today. Okay, David, uh, time to go back to one of our favorite segments from last year. It's called Surfing on the Internet. Cyberspace set free. Hello, virtual reality. Interactive appetite. Searching for a website. A window to the world. Got to get online. Take a spin. Now you're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. A lot going on on the World Wide Web, especially around draft time, because everyone has an opinion, David. Everyone has a mock draft. Let's start with our friends over at SB Nation NBA, where Ricky O'Donnell has put together his latest mock draft. He's mocked UNC small forward Justin Jackson to the Hornets at number 11, a little bit of a reach, David, but, but hold on, let's, let's check out the reasoning. Maybe there's, maybe there's an advanced stat or, or some kind of reasoning that we may have missed. The blurb reads, quote, this is both an on-court and off-court fit. Jackson should pull in local fans as a three-year star for UNC, and he also fills Charlotte's biggest need for a backcourt score next to Kemba Walker. Okay. Are you ready? First of all, let me say this. SB Nation, they're family. So family needs to be honest with one another. I love Ricky, by the way. I don't want to I'm not speaking ill of Ricky, 
because I think he's a really smart basketball guy. He's a certified SBG. But these mock drafts are difficult because you've got you've oh, to yeah. find reasoning for 30 different teams with 30 different needs and 30 different uh, franchise states. And, you know, that's why we do this show because we know what's going on around the Hornets franchise because we're right here on the ground. Tough for these national guys, but but David, this <laughs> this might be worse than the whole like MJ connection. The the idea that Justin Jackson would pull in local fans to the arena being a reason to draft him. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like Justin Jackson was like the heart and soul. Uh, I mean, now the team did win the national championship, right? But it's not like, you know, I was thinking about a guy today. I was trying to write my brain around someone who might have been that type of guy. Like a Marcus Page from last year's team was really a guy that that fans like gravitated to and and pulled for. Not that it didn't pull for Justin Jackson, but it's not like. I mean, the the guy, of course, like everyone mentions, ironically enough, is is like a Tyler Hansbrough, right? Who was, like, you know, who was on the Hornets roster as a fifth right. big, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I think this one um, is is I just don't see it. I don't. Now, oddly enough, like this mock draft was done all around fit, like need for the team, what they need, and and who would fit the best. So, I mean, through that lens, like it's not untrue, right? We've talked about a lot of the needs for the Hornets and how Justin Jackson could possibly be a fit there. But I just don't think one of the criteria is the fact that, A, he went to UNC, and I, I hope to God, and I, I I feel confident in saying that that would not be a reasoning for the Hornets to either draft him or think that he would add to uh, you know the count uh, the ticket count on, on game night. It, it feels a, a bit of a reach there. It's I think it's perfectly fine to go out and, and find a local star to feature, you know, maybe sell a few tickets here or there, but as your fifth big, like they did with Tyler Hansborough, and I'm not saying that's why they got Hansborough, but it was certainly an added benefit. But you don't draft anyone in the first round. I get unless you're unless you're just a newly born franchise. Maybe then Which it might they make were. a <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing that you mentioned that this all goes back to is the Raymond Felton, Sean May drafts, which was done by the previous regime. We should point out because, as we know, Michael Jordan, Rich Cho, Steve Clifford, that uh, trio has, has never drafted a player from North Carolina uh, in the lottery, uh, so or in the draft really at all. So um, you know that narrative is out there and it keeps going. And we wouldn't be doing our our, our work here, Doug, if we didn't call that out when we saw it. Next, let's head over to ESPN.com, where Tom Havistro, who is stationed right here in Charlotte, had some interesting words on the trend that has been developing for a while but seemingly exploded this season, the three-point shot foul. Players are finding creative ways to draw these fouls, practicing uh, quickly putting up shots or stopping short on direct handoffs. The Hornets benefited from this a lot, as noted in the article. The Hornets were second in the league in getting three shot fouls. Nick Batum, Marco Bellinelli, and Kimball Walker had all mastered stopping short on that direct handoff or simply baiting someone into contact beyond the arc. Coaches are certainly not discouraging players from taking advantage of how the game is called, but now they are also trying to make sure their team doesn't fall for the tricks of the trade either. Hornets head coach Steve Clifford is one of them. He talks in the article about how this trend may have something to do with the fact that teams switch all the time now, so you have mismatches all over the court that lead to players reaching and otherwise getting drawn into these fouls. Clifford says in the article, quote, 
to not foul on these plays, especially with the great ones like James Harden, it's going to take a tremendous amount of discipline. At the end of the day, he's so good that even if you have your hand in there, he's coming up through. We're going to have to teach a technique where you don't do it. David, coaches aren't waiting for this to be legislated out of the game. They are just trying to figure out a way not to be the next victim, essentially. Yeah, and Harden is like out on a level on a level by himself, I think, in that regard. Like when we watch him play, I mean, he's giving MKG fits, right? And he like uses his body so well. We've talked about that before, how he, you know, uses the contact and feels where guys are uh, and gets fouled on those threes. So this is interesting. Do you think this is a, a trend to, to to watch and keep an eye on? I mean, you think it's gonna keep going though? I guess with all the threes, you know, people are shooting, guys are gonna look for any advantage they can get. Well, it's the same idea behind the fact that it's like, why are players, uh, why do players practice half court shots in practice? It's because when you've, when you've mastered your craft, you know, when you're, when you're a, a seven year NBA vet and you're starting or you have a significant role on a team, you've mastered your craft, essentially. So the basics are all taken care of and you can start to tinker with these, these different things like half court or three quarter court shots. It's the same kind of idea here. They're finding little tricks uh, and practicing them, you know, like stopping short on the DHO. Like those are things that that certain players will focus on. And and the article does a great job of talking. I don't want to ruin the entire article for you. Please go to ESPN.com and read it because it's fantastic. But it profiles Goran Dragic and and him looking around and going, wait, how are these people around me able to score a little bit more efficiently than me, and we're kind of doing the same thing. And he noticed that this was one of the things missing from his game, and so he worked on it. He, he put it, you know, took a summer and, and and figured out some of the ways that players were able to get to the line and get, get some line. easy buckets. Uh, so I think there's that. And I like what Clifford said about, you know, not what, or, you know, he's essentially not waiting on it to be legislated out of the game. He's got to find ways for players to not fall for these tricks. And, you know, he cites discipline, and that's something he cited in that whole taking taking players out to watch the Panthers practice. We saw that hit the news a few days ago. The whole right. idea behind that, he said, was to watch how disciplined these players were because, you know, to play in the NFL, to be one of 52, uh, you know, one of 11 out on the field in this ballet, you have to be extremely disciplined because if you, you know, let up for a half second – your play can completely break down. Uh, so that's always going to be a focus of Steve Clifford. It, it will be interesting. I'm more interested not in if the NBA decides to legislate this out of the game. I'm more interested in how coaches adjust to defending that direct handoff uh, to find ways to sort of counteract. Mm. Yeah. Like it's going to, you know, communication and, and teamwork, right. They're going to have to plan a little more out. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, that's a, all these trends in, in the off season, right. It's like, what is going to be the next new thing? Uh, three point shot, Doug. I, I think it's here to stay. <laughs> that in the internet. Yeah. That's my trend. That's well, my no, I think, you know, it's, it's going to take some creativity because I think, you know, player, they, you know, this whole idea of like fighting over the screen and mm-hmm. defending the three-point line again, you know, defending shooters, making sure shooters don't shoot. That whole idea plays into that foul on the direct handoff because it's always guys who are locking and trailing and and, and coming yeah. around that that direct handoff or essentially the screen that that guy's setting who's handing off. And 
they they want to make sure they're attached so they don't lose their guy completely and that's when the guy stops suddenly and you find yourself you know in what the article calls or what the spurs have deemed the strike zone you know getting your hand in that area where the offensive player can uh, quickly move their hands up and make contact with you i think right. it's it's going to be a combination of because i don't see how the nba can completely legislate that out of the game I don't see what rule they could institute that would say like the sweep through move is like a definite the thing that they got Kevin Not, Durant for. That's a, that's yeah. one motion that's easy to see. But this whole idea of getting fouled on the three pointer, there's several things going on that allows them to do that. And I'm just not sure how you can completely legislate that out of the game. So I think it's going Plus to you be got two guys. Yeah. You got, I mean, it's really a basketball play on both sides, right? I mean, the defender is trying to get around to be in position, um, gets the hand in there, but, but the, but the offensive guys shooting as well. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like one of these things. It's not a basketball play, like the hack a shack or something like that. Like it's, 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 it's in the game. Like it's in within the flow of the game more so than that. I think. All right, stay tuned uh, for tomorrow's show because I will be uh, going to this first workout and reporting from that. So we'll have that tomorrow plus another uh, draft profile. And next week we are going to get to Donovan Mitchell. He's like the one guy yes. that I know a lot of you want to want to talk about. And we'll talk about Donovan Mitchell. And we're going to talk about Donovan Mitchell versus Luke Kennard. That, that, that whole debate got really fired up on twitter last night david people telling were, you the workouts the workouts are coming they are they are lighting a fire and i think both mitchell and canard could very well work out for the hornets could they work out on the same day that would be oh. i think if that happened then i think that's a real indication of of where Somebody's agents not doing their job <laughs> honestly <laughs> if that happens but it could be an indication of like where not you can't really take one workout to mean something but i think if if you have two guys that play uh-huh. similar roles and you have them working out on the same day i feel like that's a real indication of them debating something them wanting to see how players play off of one another so We'll keep yeah. an eye on it. Uh, we're out of time for this show, though. Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks to our sponsor, SeatGeek. Make sure to download the free SeatGeek app and use our promo code LOHORNETS. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. While you're there, give us a five-star review. It helps hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. And, of course, shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again tomorrow. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17